I hope you are enjoying our podcast, and just know that I love to hear from you. You can email me through our website at michaelberryshow.com, and I read everyone, and I, I try to respond to everyone. I'm also appreciative that you support our sponsors. Our sponsor, our presenting sponsor for our podcast, it makes this all happen, is Gallery Furniture, Jim McInville. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give you a cell phone number, 281-844-1963. Say, hey, Mac, thanks for sponsoring Michael Berry's podcast. It's that time. Lock and load. The Michael Berry Show is on the air. Chances on a shoot today, he's the one who owns your heritage film, and they do these biographies of people. And his business is almost entirely our listeners, but now it's he's done hundreds of these, so our listeners tell other people. And so he, he'll be in the craziest of places doing these films. So he's in San Angelo today doing one of these films, but he has our show in the air in, in his ear because I guess they haven't, they hadn't started the, the film yet. So I got a message from him in the last break. And he said, I loved your story about Django Walker. It reminded me Django having to sing in front of Pat green and his father at his father's insistence at Thanksgiving, when you're not really in the mood and it's a song that nobody's heard. And he said, your, your Django story reminded me of when you had me, Sing the Dr. Pepper song. As in, you made me sing the Dr. Pepper song to Corey Morrow, Roger Crager, and Dean Dillon on the back porch of the RCC when I was so hammered drunk, I couldn't stand up, much less remember the words of the song. I stumbled around on my feet, and through that song. It was awful, which means, by my reckoning, it was awesome. So let's see. You got Corey Morrow, Pat Green's best friend from Tech. They came up together, singer-songwriter, Texas Red Dirt legend, Roger Kreger, as good as their gets and has been for decades, singer-songwriter. Driving the byways and highways, singing songs about blue bonnets and the band not being willing to go to bed at 3 a.m. And, uh, oh, by the way, Dean Dillon, except he put the F word in as Dean's middle name. I don't think that's his middle name. Uh, Now Hall of Famer, legendary songwriter, wrote more songs for George Strait than anyone else and and others. And there's Chance singing a song. (laughs) And you know what's the worst part? The worst part of poor Chance, who wasn't bothering a soul because he had to borrow one of their guitars, is Chance wasn't trying to sing a song. He was trying to hear Dean tell stories. <laughs> and remember, I think Dean's a recovered alcoholic. He's stone cold sober. And this is after his show. So there's Corey and Roger, you know, guys that write songs. Oh, I know what it was. I thought if I could get Chance to sing the song, then one of them would record it. 
right? And if they didn't record it, Dean would pitch it. Maybe Dean would pitch it to George Strait. I don't know. I mean, you get a few beers. It, it's a good song. It needed, as I like to say, it needed to be amplified a little. You know, there's you, it's in these storage finds. You know, these people go to, what's that English show where they bring in their stuff and they ask them what it's worth and it turns out it's it's worth a million dollars and they had, no, you know, it paid two quid for it. Antique road, uh, road show. Yes, exactly. Well, I feel like I got a little little something that it is a Texas a Texas anthem, and if people if we just amplified it, the problem was I don't think they were as impressed with it as I wanted them to be. Not because it's not a great song, but because um, Chance couldn't stand up straight and he couldn't remember the words to his own song. Unfair to him to put him in that situation. But in my mind, at that time, it made complete song. So I will leave it to you, our our esteemed audience, to determine for yourself whether the song is good or not, and and let it let it be amplified on the level it deserves. All right. So give this a clear listening. Dr. Pepper, eat a bowl of bluebell Take a shot of Tito's vodka Drink some crazy water bottled in mineral wells I wanna eat a water burger. I'm a Shiner Bach man I wanna roll and smoke a J with McConaughey In the back of Willie Nelson's van I've been to New York City, Sin City as well I've seen the Grand Canyon and the Liberty Bell I've walked the streets of Hollywood, a sunset and vine Spent some time in Napa Valley drinking good old American wine From sea to shining sea I've seen all there is to see But there's only one place for me Where I can drink a Dr. Pepper Eat a bowl of Bluebell Take a shot of Tito's vodka Drink some crazy water bottled in mineral wells I wanna eat a water burger. I'm a Shiner Bach man I wanna roll and smoke a J with McConaughey In the back of Willie Nelson's van St. Louis got the ribs and hot damn are they delicious If the whiskey's up in Tennessee, the chowder's up the Chesapeake Murdered in and out burger animal style I smile while sipping moxie but admit it's been a while Alabama mint julep, Tampa minto cheese Bread pudding with bourbon sauce from Bourbon Street Take a shot of Tito's vodka, drink some crazy water bottled in mineral wells. 
Chad reminds me, our own Chad Akoni Nakanishi, uh, throughout public schooling in Hawaii, we were required. The caller was talking about no other state teaches their state history. We learned our state history every year. Uh, we were required to take Hawaiian state history from King Kamehameha, I hope I pronounced that right, through statehood, and Hawaiiana, which was centered around Hawaiian language culture, hula, and even music. We did this every year from K through 12. How about that? Oh, I get so like Texiana or tech, you know, Texas culture, Hawaiiana. But you know, I, I should have said that because Hawaiians are very, very proud of their history. The Michael Berry Show. The Michael Berry Show. When I die, I may not go to heaven I don't know if they let cowboys in If they don't Just let me go to Texas, boy Cause Texas is as close as I've been New York couldn't hold my I said Texiana. Some of you corrected me on that. I couldn't. When Chad said they teach Hawaiiana in Hawaii, and I said, I guess that's the, and I, the word wasn't coming. It's Texana would be what we would call it. But it, it's, when you're, it's a lot easier to listen when you're talking and thinking and trying to fill what, what was, your brain's a little bit ahead of, your mouth sometimes can get a little ahead of your brain. And then when you hear the correct thing, of course that's it. I know that. I just couldn't think of it that fast. But Chad reminded me of the scene when you talk about the states. In Wayne's World, remember that the studio, they built them a new, they bought the show. So they went from public TV, public access TV, to now they're going to make a real show out of this. And Rob Lowe is representing the the corporate folks, and they they brought them in, and they're making an ad for the various states. And it, anyway, here's that scene. Okay, we've got a new feature on Wayne's World this week, which allows us to travel through time and space. It's called Chroma Key, and it's really handy if you want to go to New York. Hey, we're in New York. 
I got a gun. Let's get to a Broadway show. I guess kids get this. Oh, they love Yo, it. Taxi. Or maybe you prefer Hawaii. Mukalakahiki. Come on, you want to lay me? Pass the point, mahalo. Or say you want to go to Texas. Howdy, partners. Let's raise and rope broncos. Let's go down to the floor. Howdy, y'all. Or imagine being able to be magically whisked away to Delaware. Hi. I'm in Delaware. Noah and Mimi Van Sandy Peterson notes that Alabama does teach Alabama State history. It's in the second semester of the ninth grade. Okay, fair enough. But in Texas, it's there is something about Texas that we take extra pride in Texas history. In a, and we should. We should not simply say, well, they're not. We should teach our kids. I do. Our kids have been to the Alamo multiple times. We talk a lot about Texas history. When Nandita was Secretary of State, we used that because the first Secretary of State was Sam Houston, I mean, Stephen F. Austin, to launch into all sorts of things that they were just kind of getting into in school and to try to, okay, remember you went here? Remember you went here? Remember you were in Amarillo? By the way, I probably shouldn't say this because I know we have listeners in Emerald and I'm going to make them mad. Probably really mad. So don't, beyond you who are listening, do not tell anybody else I said this. And I'm, I'm not dead serious on this. This caused me problems. Amarillo is probably the most underrated town in Texas. I'm going to tell you why. No. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go in Merlo. And, and the reason is it's not, thankfully, a large city. It's not the Dallas and the Houston and what San Antonio is unfortunately becoming. I, you know, I hate to be one of those guys that says, you know, I was in Round Top when, uh, before all these Houstonians figured out 237 cutoff was how you I don't I'm not that guy. But I do think that San Antonio is losing a lot of what I loved about it, which was it was a small town. It was a small town with a rich old uh it wasn't really Mexican. It was a kind of a Texican culture because it was multiple generations. And that makes me sad. And Austin has changed from weird to just violent. I mean, downtown Austin now reminds me no more of downtown Portland. Well, I guess Austin and Portland were always parallels. Downtown Austin feels closer to Philadelphia now than it does the Austin I knew 30 years ago, and that was already quite different than the Austin of the 70s. But Amarillo, as a town, I think you – there's a lot more culture. And before you go judging what I'm about to say, because you hadn't been there and you've heard some joke about it, visit Amarillo. A couple things. First of all, it's, it's I don't know if that's called the, the Lano Estacado or what, what topographical portion of the state you would call that, 
but it's closer to the high desert. So it's drier. Um, it's, you know, it's closer to Colorado than it is Houston in orange in terms of weather. So you're not just worn down by that humidity. My problem, Ramon, is I've lived in the extreme humidity for so long that if I get off the plane in Phoenix, I'm parched. I mean, just within, I'm just parched. My nose is dried up. I can't breathe. I feel like I'm, I feel like the water has been wrung out of me. I'm, I'm unfortunately stuck a swamp monster in this humidity. Anyway, uh, Amarillo, phenomenal town at a good point in its time. I'm going to tell you another one. Waco. Waco, fantastic town. It's great. It's just great. All right, so I've told you all to watch the movie Vengeance, and some of you haven't done it. Go home tonight and watch Vengeance. There is a scene about Whataburger that Jim reminds me that is one of my favorites, and it, it, it's all in good fun. The movie's called Vengeance. Listen to this. Tell me something that you love about where you live. Whataburger! Oh, okay. okay, great. Um, tell me about it. You want to go right now? Yeah, uh, let's go. I'm uh, ready. You just, no, just uh, tell me about it. You're going to love Whataburger, Ben. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> what makes it the best? Wherever you are, there's a Whataburger. Yeah. It's always right there. Okay. And then when you get there, what do you like about it? What do you get? Yeah, whatever you want. You could order whatever you want, Ben. Right. But there are a lot of places like that. So let's say <clears throat> there's a McDonald's, a Burger King, a Sonic, and a Whataburger all lined up. Which one do you go to? Whataburger! Right, right. Why? Because, because it's, it's right, right there. there! Yes. But they're all right there. In this scenario, they're all right there. So what do you get out of Whataburger? What makes it better to you? What are you getting? Ben, ask him why you love Whataburgers, like asking why you love Christmas or a summer night or why you love your dog. I mean, you could point to the reasons, but the reasons aren't really the point. You just love it. And that's how love works. We normally would have gone to break. Oh, I was so interested in that, playing that and getting it in before the break that it took a lot to make our podcast come together. And Mattress Mac said, I want to be part of that. I want to be the presenting sponsor. And he did. And our listeners have responded and said, thank you. We love the show. We love the podcast. We love American-made solid wood furniture delivered today. Send Mac a message and say, hey, Mac, thanks for supporting the Michael Berry Show podcast, and I'll buy my furniture from you when I need it next. Or my new bed. 281-844-1963. 281-844-1963. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I thought we went to break at 27 instead of 28. <laughs> After 18 years of never once changing our clock, I still have it printed out and pasted.
to my computer screen. How about that? And I still screw it. That movie is called Vengeance. Don't dare email me and go, hey, which one is it on Netflix? Right? Find it! Watch it. It's the delightful. The Michael Berry Show. It's the Bearcats, not the Bobcats, from Sam Houston. You say you like the wind. You know, Sam Houston National Forest, where they don't have any trees like Nacogdoches. (laughs) How many people's he told that to that never went, wait? Well, then. Why is there a state forest and a national forest? Because I've been up there and it ain't nothing but trees. The estates of Texas Grand Ranch is literally carved into the trees because people want to live amongst the trees. And it ain't in the NACOG. It's in Huntsville. Well, it's not even Huntsville. It's in Walker County. It's technically New Waverly. Come on, bro, with me to the sun dips low. Texas sun. Texas sun. Oh, girl. Texas sun. Talking about Amarillo, and quite a few of you emailed in, and a friend of mine emailed in. I, I won't out him because I didn't, I didn't get authority to do that. Unless you think I should. Come on, I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm not going to tell you who it is, huh? He has your same initials. <clears throat> not Rod Ryan, but it is an iHeart employee. That's all I'm going to say. <clears throat> Okay, so, so but listen to this. I said, Amarillo is the most underrated Texas town. And I know when I say that, that people who, who have never been to Amarillo are going to go, no, no, terrible. A terrible place. It's in Amarillo. Nothing in Amarillo. You ever been there? No. Ain't nothing there. I know it. I know how people are. Because you're supposed to be from a place that has three professional sports teams. You're supposed to be from a place that has uh, four TV stations in that city. You're supposed to be from a place that has uh, a downtown with a bunch of homeless people. You're supposed to be from what people in big cities have decided is the only place you can ever live. Right? 
There's got to be a lot to do. So, so listen to our mutual friends email. I spent a week at Christmas in Amarillo. My in-laws moved there to Canyon outside of Amarillo. I know Canyon. I love Canyon. I think Canyon is fantastic. May, better than Amarillo in this sense because you've got Amarillo right there. Other than the Polidoro Canyon, it was one of the, all caps, most boring cities ever. And the city smells like stockyards when the wind blows. We struggled to find anything decent to do there. Now, that line right there is very important. I don't mind people making a rational choice that I disagree with as to how they spend their money, save their money, what they do for a living, whether they have children or not have children, or where they live. I don't mind. Hey, there are different times in my life that, you know, there there was a point in my life where living in London for two years was the only thing in the world I wanted to do. And living in Paris for a year and maybe Rome for a year. Although I never, I always kind of thought, anyway. And I did live in D.C. And I, I remember that, oh, that's where I'd most want to live. Oh, you, you, I'd like to, not forever, live there for, because there's so many coffee, because I was a coffee shop guy. Especially before I drank at 29, coffee shops were my thing. Coffee shop and a baguette, some warm bread. Oh, I'm happy. Um. And those towns also have a pub or a bar. They have good restaurants. Okay, all of that is true. But the last line, we struggle to find anything decent to do there. I want you to clear your mind of what you think of Amarillo, Waco, Brenham. I really hate to say Brenham because I need to get a place in Brenham but I'm about a year away from doing that and I don't want to ruin the market and a bunch of people run out there and buy it. So, and I, and then once I buy again out there, then I don't want to ever mention it because I don't want anybody out there bothering me and I don't want people, I don't, I don't want them filling the place up because then it'll ruin what I was. They'll take that. They'll move the ice cream. But you know what? Too many of y'all here. We're moving the ice cream. That's what we're just moving the ice cream. But that line right there, we struggled to find anything decent to do there. This is the most important line I want to drill down on. Cities where you want to go to, quote, have things to do are the cities where you don't want to live. And places you want to go where you do want to live are places they don't have things to do. Because if there is theater, professional sports, a library on every corner, a, a, a bar on every corner. There's also crime. There's also homelessness. And what happened is, what you're telling me is a white liberal city. And what we've learned is white liberals can't run a city. Eventually, they make peace with the most violent of the black crowd and the most uh, uh, ambitious of the black hustlers, Sheila Jackson Lee, Sylvester Turner, and they will run your city into the ground. Absolutely run it into the ground. And that's what's happened in 
every single major American city. Adult hide-and-seek league meets, you know, murder on every siren. You move out to places where you don't want to go on vacation. That's where you want to live. Go on vacation somewhere, but that's where you want to live. You want to live where it's quiet and peaceful and wonderful. Cowboy boots, jeans, and a lawyer's shirt. Mirrors, sunglasses, and a mobile phone. I guess I look like some Porter Ansis dope dealers out on bail just trying to get home. But I ain't in jail, and I got me a guitar. I got a little band that's hotter than a rocket. Sometimes we're sloppy, we're always loud. Tonight we're just honoring, locked in the pocket. So screw you, we're from Texas. Screw you, we're from Texas. Screw you, we're from Texas. We're from Texas, baby. So screw you. Texas. <laughs> 
from Texas, screw you. We're from Texas, screw you. So the point of the song, if you didn't get it, is because it's kind of buried deep down in there, is um, that he's not concerned with what you think of him, his band, or his music. And the reason, which you got to listen very carefully for, is... I hate to explain a song because then it loses a lot of the. That essence of what. But I guess what he's. Kind of what I take from it is he's saying that it doesn't matter if you like them or their music or their band because my interpretation is, is because he feels like, you know, we're from Texas. And being from Texas. Um, is better and we don't care. And, you know, there's a lot of subtlety to the song. But if you really study uh, the Texas doesn't deserve Ray Wiley Hubbard. Just doesn't. You know, when we would look at our expense sheet at the end of the year, and I would go back and look at what we paid the bands. I mean, if I were to tell you the bands that we overpaid for and the bands that we underpaid for. The bands we underpaid for are bands that have no trouble filling all their dates. And I don't I don't mean they were necessarily always cheap. I mean you got more from them than you gave them. They don't have to leave, you know, feeling like we better get out of here because he won't ever have us back. You knew that they brought a crowd or if they didn't bring a crowd that you brought a crowd to them. And now that crowd will be fans the next time. And you knew that those people that they made fans happy. Uh, I don't, I hadn't thought about it. Oh, okay. All right. I'll give you just off the top of my head, just off the top of my head. Ray Wiley Hubbard. Absolute. No question. Billy Joe Shaver. Absolutely. No question. Tracy Bird? Absolutely. The Bellamy Brothers? Uh, I've told people this for years. Thing about it is, think about the Bellamy Brothers as they show up early, sober, shake every hand, take every picture. They, they play the songs you know, which is always more songs than anybody realized they knew. Because you hear Bellamy Brothers. If Bellamy Brothers hit it, I think I think Let Your Love Flow was 76. It's almost 50 years ago. And I bet you they hadn't had a free date since then, unless they chose for it to. Um, those guys, I mean, they love each other. They're brothers. They got blood harmony. They got good songs. They play that. They don't ever do the. Hey, we got this song we just wrote. <laughs> Y'all ain't never heard, and it ain't no good. But we're trying to get one more hit at seventy-eight. So here it is for y'all. <laughs> they don't do that. 
which a lot, the Stones still do that. Just stop already. I've got the album of your hits from the 70s. Just play those, okay? You know what they are, Jumpin' Jack. Play. We all know what they are, okay? The Marianne Faithful years. We all know what they are, right? Don't try to do anything that Mick wrote last year, Stone Cold Sober. We don't want that. Uh, who would be the others? Uh, Shiny Ribs. Uh, Shiny Ribs put on a show. Uh, Spasmatics always put on a show that outperformed what we paid them. Uh, Corey, Roger, Pat. Pat did a free show for me. I shouldn't tell that. He didn't do free shows. That was a that was a treat. Um, who else would you say? Who am I thinking? Who am I not thinking? You asked me on the fly. I'm trying to think. I'm going to be mad that I didn't think. You know what? Another day. Give me some time to think on that. Thank you to Mattress Mac for sponsoring our podcast and our show and for believing in the message we preach here every day. If you would, if you need, you need to buy a bed, you need furniture, solid wood, American-made furniture uh, delivered today, go see Mac at Gallery Furniture. And if you don't need it anytime soon, send him a text and say, hey, Thanks for supporting the Michael Berry Show podcast. 281-844-1963. Yeah, that's his number. 281-844-1963.